0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a few moments to join us as we take a look at the book. God's Word tells us we have a responsibility as born-again Christians to go to the entire world, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentile. In other words, everybody on earth must hear the gospel message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ because it is that power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. I have in my hand a copy of a five-hour audio series on CD entitled, To the Jew First. We need to have a compassion for winning Jewish people to Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul did have that compassion. In Romans chapter 9, he said, I would be willing to go to hell myself if I could win my kinsmen, my people, my brethren, to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, there's much that we have from God's Word that will assist us in understanding why we must reach out to the Jewish people. Foremost in that reasoning would be the covenants that God made to the Jewish people. Ultimately, in the end times, they will turn to Christ. Can you take a moment with me? Let's study about the covenants that God made to the Jewish people. It's part of going to the Jew first. We'll study, and then I'll tell you how you can get your copy of To the Jew First, a five-hour audio series on why and how to share the gospel of Jesus with Jewish people. Right now, let's study about God's covenants to the Jewish people. Now, I'll go over to the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. This is in the Torah, which is the first five books of the Old Testament. There are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter thirty is the second covenant that God makes. I have a King James Bible, glory to God, hallelujah. I have a King James Scofield Bible, ooh, that is good. And I have a title here that's in italics that I don't like because it says this is the Palestinian covenant. If you have that, you mark through that word Palestinian because this is not a Palestinian covenant. There's no such thing as a Palestinian covenant. There's no such thing as Palestine. That was a negative term given to the land of Israel. God calls the land Israel. He never calls it Palestine. That's what man has called it. In fact, it was a Roman emperor, 32 A.D., who changed the name, excuse me, 132 A.D., who changed the name of Israel to Palestine, a negative term. Term. So don't refer to Israel as Palestine. There's no use of the word Palestine in the Word of God. They took the word from that it means Philistines, Philistia, and changed it into Palestine. That is not a proper interpretation of that particular Hebrew word. Now that I got that off of my chest, let me just say to you, and it's key because words have meanings. What's the use of using a word if it doesn't have a meaning? This is not a Palestinian covenant. He didn't promise the land to the Palestinians. He promised the land to the Jewish people. And this is a land covenant. If you have Palestinian covenant, mark it out, put land above it. Whew, man, I had to get that out. And it it'll come to pass one day. Now notice what it says here. Verse 1, chapter 30 of Deuteronomy. When all these things are come upon thee. In chapters 28 and 29, it's talking about the blessings and the curses. Moses told the Jewish people, if you don't obey me, you're going to be cursed. You'll be dispersed to the four corners of the earth. That prophecy was fulfilled 70 A.D. But notice it says, and when all these curses are finished after 2,000 years, it seems the curses are moving towards a time of completion. When all of these curses are that have come upon thee, verse 2, and you shall return unto the Lord thy God, verse 3, then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity, and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations, whether the Lord thy God hath scattered thee, verse 5, and the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed. This is the land covenant. Not only are they going to have a promise, a covenant, a commitment by God to make them a nation, He's going to give them a land. You can't be a nation without a land. The Kurdish people today would like to be a nation. They don't have any land. The Kurdish Danish people are out there. They live in uh, eastern Turkey. They live in northern Iraq. They live in western Iran. They want a nation, but they can't have it because they don't have a land. And that's why God said, I'm going to give you a land. You study the 38 passages in scripture that talk about the land of Israel, you'll realize they have 10% of what God's promised to give them. He's promised to give them from Cairo, Egypt, all the way through the Sinai, all the way up the Mediterranean coast, including Israel, including Lebanon, going down the Euphrates River, taking in all of Syria, all of Jordan, three-quarters of Iraq, all of Kuwait, three-quarters of Saudi Arabia. Do you understand what I just said? If that's the problem in the Middle East. The Lebanese, the Syrians, the Jordanians, the Saudi Arabians, the Iraqis, the Egyptians, the Kuwaitis, they all know that that's not their land they're living on. See, not only do the Jews believe the Bible and that's going to happen, but the Arabs believe the Bible. The Muslims believe the Bible. That's the only, how do I know they believe it? Well, uh, because the late president of Syria, Hafas al-Assad, said the problem in the middle east is the jews believe that god has given them that land amen that's exactly right and they're not going to get it now they're going to get it in a kingdom to come not now but in a kingdom to come that's when they're going to get the land but he has promised to give them the land now he started to give them some of the land and they're moving that way that's why they're in the land today Have you ever thought about the Jews in the land? There's 5 million people and a little piece of real estate. Let's say this whole front wall is the the land of the Middle East, okay? I'm going to put my Bible up here. You see where my Bible is? That's Israel. You see the rest of the front wall? That's the Arab world. There's one Jewish state... There's 26 Arab states. There's 5 million Jews in that Jewish state. There's 350 million Arabs in the rest of those Arab states. And they're afraid of who? The big bad wolf, Israel? That's what they always say. He's promised to give them a land. That's the land covenant. He has to abide by that. Go to Second Samuel now. Second Samuel. First of all, the Abrahamic covenant promises that they will be a nation. Secondly, the land covenant promises that they will have a piece of real estate, the land, and ten times what they have today. Second Samuel is the story of King David. You know how those uh, kings unfolded, don't you? Remember the first three kings of Israel? The way I remember their order is by their syllables. The first king of Israel was Saul, one syllable, so he's the first king. And then David, he had two syllables, so he's the second king. Solomon, he had three syllables, he's the third king. See, a little memory for you young people. That's how you remember how the kings unfold. First Samuel is King Saul. Second Samuel is King David. First Kings is King Solomon. And the second Kings is the division of the nations. That's how you remember those things in the scripture. Here in Second Samuel, this is going to be a covenant that God is going to give King David. And in fact, later on in the book of Jeremiah, he said, This is covenant is as true as the sun and the stars in the heavens. He said, the only way I'll ever break my pledge, my covenant with King David is for the sun, the moon, and the stars to disappear. Now, I looked up last night, the stars were up there, I saw the moon, and the sun is out today. Praise God, at least through today, he hasn't broken his covenant with King David. I don't think he's going to do it at all. He's going to accomplish his promise to King David. What is his promise? Well, let's notice and see what it says. 2 Samuel chapter 7, notice what he says in verse 12, and when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, the King David, when that happens, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. Huh. And he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. What he is saying is, I'm going to put a house, a temple in Jerusalem, on that land, in that nation, and I will have a king that will rule and reign from that house. That's what's going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back. He's going to build a temple in the Millennial Kingdom. He's going to set up his kingdom. He's going to rule and reign forever. He is of the line of King David. So, Abraham's covenant is a promise of a nation. Moses received the covenant of the promise of the land. That was the second covenant. King David receives the promise that there is going to be a kingdom, a temple, and a King, Jesus Christ, to rule and reign from that temple. Thank you so very much for joining us. As we've taken a look at the book, we've endeavored to try to explain the whys and hows of sharing the Gospel of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, with God's chosen people, the Jewish people. We discuss the day, the promises, the covenants that God made with the Jewish people. You'd probably like to have your own copy of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled To the Jew First. We look at the command, the contradictions, the compassion, the covenants as we did today, and the conflict that will ensue. You need to have a copy of this. It's entitled, To the Jew First, and it's available at our website in our shopping mall. The address of the website, prophecytoday.com, that's prophecytoday.com, or you can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, and make your order of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled, To the Jew First. We have a responsibility to bring the gospel message to the Jewish people around the world. Thank you so very much for listening to this study we've had together as we've taken a look at the book. You know, when we even talk about the fact that uh, the covenants promised to the Jewish people are reasons for us to try to win them to Jesus Christ as the Messiah— but it also gives us indication we're living in the end times because these covenants will be fulfilled. God will keep his promise. We're living in a time when the rapture could take place. In fact, the truth is it could happen before I even conclude this statement. With that in mind, nothing left for me to say then, except let's keep looking up until.